the beautiful thing about just going last minute and saying like, let's wake up and let's just go is you have no time to prepare, no time to stress out. And you just go and you, you go, you come as you are, right? Like there's no worry or stress over who's wearing what on what day. Like we literally just throw on play clothes and go play. Like it's just fun. So that's another way to do it. If you are a person who likes to prepare and you know that you overspend because you overprepare, consider booking last minute. This is Kayla Fox and you're listening to the Coach's Wife Podcast. Welcome to the Coach's Wife Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from what it's really like being married to a coach, how we deal with critical fans, the ministry of the coaching family, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kayla Fox, wife of a high school football coach and founder of the Fly Fox Apparel, a Coach's Wife boutique. Whether you're on your way to team dinner or picking up the slack at home while coach is at work, huddle up and rest assured you can find joy and community as a coach's wife and it can all start right here well hey there welcome back to another episode of the coach's wife podcast guys this is going to be a fun one i have had this on my list to do for a while um but it's taken me a little bit to get there today i am inspired to tell you all about how our coaching family, who is on a high school coach's budget, can afford to go to Disney World. I don't know what you've heard about Disney in the past or what your experience has been, but the moment you talk about Disney, everyone kind of rolls their eyes and says like, ugh, but it's so expensive. And I guess we've just learned it's it's as expensive as you make it. So today I wanted to show you guys and teach you guys a few of the little tricks that we do so that we can afford to go. So those that don't know, we're a family of six. We've got four young kids and it's not cheap doing anything as a family of six, you know, like everything just costs a little bit more. And so we always have to be mindful of that. But years ago, we thought about going to the beach. We've always been beach people in Florida and we live in Indiana, by the way. So you know, you can imagine by the time spring comes around, we are itching for some warm weather. So we often find ourselves heading towards Florida, but we've always gone to the beach and it's always been fun. I mean, I love nothing more than laying out and having my toes in the sand and reading a book and all of that. But of course, that's kind of hard to do with kids. So I don't think we've been to the beach since our youngest was maybe just a few months old. Uh, Just because it was hard, our oldest had some hearing issues when he was younger due to so many ear infections, and so he didn't like the sound of the ocean, and so it was just, it was a hard trip for us. So one year, we thought, hey, you know what, I think Lottie was just a baby, but we were like, it actually, we could probably make it cost about the same to go to the beach for the week that it would to go to Disney World for the week. So we looked into it, and lo and behold, there was a way. So today, I want to teach you guys some of those tricks because... Disney World's just a lot of fun, and I'm inspired to do that because at the time that you're listening to this recording, we're actually in Disney World. So I just thought, what perfect time while I'm all fired up about our trip to tell you guys our tried and true tricks for Disney World. Okay, so before I actually begin, I want to clarify something. So there's so much to do 
on vacation in general. But there's also there's just so much to do in Disney World, you know. And I think when you are listening to people's suggestions and you are learning more about what all the possibilities are when you go there, it's easy to feel really overwhelmed and feel this pressure to like check everything off your list and do everything and whatever. But I think it's really important for you and your family to really prioritize what matters most to you. So my family, for us, it's really not that important for us to um, meet the characters. My kids really, as much of what they think it's fun to see them, they're kind of intimidated standing in a line to talk to them and all of that. And, and the other thing is character meals. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about those, except for that they're very pricey. And for us, if we're in Disney World, the last thing we want to do is stop riding rides or goofing off and kind of flying by the seat of our pants to go sit down at a fancy dinner, especially with young kids. Like, I know that they're very accommodating, obviously, because it's Disney, but to us, that's just not a priority. However, if that is something that is really important to you, make it top priority. Like, don't sacrifice on that. Do the things that matter the most to you. Don't just take my suggestions um, as, you know, for all that it's worth. Like, take it all with a grain of salt and understand, like, this is just our experience. But these are some ways that we have found that we can really enjoy the parks without spending a crap ton of money. You'll still spend some money. But anyway, okay, so let's get started. Once you kind of prioritize what's most important to you, our first way that we save a lot of money is by staying off-site. Now, maybe it's really important for you to stay on site. If it is, do it. I will just tell you, staying on site, it costs a lot of money. Now, there are ways around it. Um, There are always deals that go on. It's usually during off-seasons, which are difficult for us as a coaching family, mostly because my husband's also a teacher. So if yours is as well, you might not be able to get vacation time in, like, February or October when it is, you know, football season. That's just not a possibility for our family. So... We have learned if we just stay off-site, especially as a family of six, because a lot of the rooms there on Disney's site, they accommodate a family of four, and they are, they're pretty strict about that. So if you have more people than that, you either have to get a larger room, which costs a lot more money, or you have to book two rooms, which would cost even more money. And I guess to us, like, we have just learned through Airbnb, through Verbo, there's so many different ways to find really nice places to stay for pretty cheap. We have stayed at places that, you know, we always make sure there's a kitchen, like a full kitchen, not just a tiny little kitchenette like in some of the Disney resorts, but full kitchen, access to a pool, whether it's in our backyard or whether it's like a resort pool. And guys, there's been times we've literally spent like $100 a night. Like it is not that expensive and you can go for a week and spend less than $1,000 on room rooming. So Again, it's only as expensive as you want it to be. If it's really important for you to stay on site, then do it. But you'll have to just budget for that. The other thing is tickets. I mean, people will tell you that there's killer deals on tickets. And maybe maybe they're out there and I just haven't found them. But what I've found is tickets kind of just cost what they cost. The more days that you go for your trip, you know, the, the, your price goes down per day. But, of course, then you're spending more money on days. So, We've done before, If you, I think if you go for five days, the tickets end up being like 80 bucks a day, which isn't terrible, but then you're spending 80 times five, because we don't have to pay for our son yet, times five. You know, like it adds up quickly. So we have just learned, like, you kind of have to just bite the bullet of the cost of the tickets, but know that once you're in there, you don't have to spend a ton of money. Okay, next. Um, we went over go off season. Go while the kids are little. 
because they can be free. So it's two and under are free. You don't have to account for them at all. <clears throat> so when we've gone before, I think there was one year where we only had to pay for one kid, and now we have to pay for three, but our son's still free. And, you know, here's the truth. Are your kids going to remember every detail about the trip? No. Are your little ones going to remember it at all? Probably not. But I think it's still worth going because I remember holding my daughter Lottie when she was maybe seven months old on the aerial ride at Magic Kingdom. And her face, you guys, it was priceless. Her eyes were so wide and she was just mesmerized. Now, she doesn't remember that at all. But I'm a mom and I remember that. And that was really essential for me to experience with her. So... And she was free, so it didn't sound like it cost me any money to take her there, right? Don't let the fact that your kids are younger and they might not remember everything about it keep you from going because it actually can save you money and they'll still have a really good time. Okay, so the next one is plan your food wisely. So I have a couple tricks on this. First of all, if you're staying off-site and you have a full kitchen in your place, it's really easy for you just to order some groceries and you get there and eat at home before you go to the park um, sometimes even depending on what parks you do, you can come home in the afternoon and still have plenty of time to do everything at the park that day. So what we would do is we would get up early and I would make the kids eat a big breakfast. I'm talking like stuff your faces, get nice and full because it's going to be a while till we get some food. Then you can bring food into the parks. So I would pack, you know, some peanut butter sandwiches or even just some like crackers or granola or whatever, but something to kind of keep their bellies full so that they weren't, you know, driving me completely crazy while we were there. But then around lunchtime, we would either choose to eat something there, but the meals are pretty big. And sometimes we would just buy like two meals and then kind of share, knowing that we were going to go home and eat lunch in a little bit and we could have more food for cheaper. Or we would just eat a full meal there, but then not return until after we've eaten dinner at our place. So really, we're only spending maybe one meal. We're buying one meal at the park. So it is expensive food. It's really good food, and it's large portions, so it's easy to share. But basically, our whole goal when we go into the parks is, hey, we are going to order some food. We're going to enjoy ourselves. We want to try all these fun things that we hear so much about. But we're more there just to kind of experience it. It's not because we're starving. So you order less. So sometimes we'll order, like, two types of ice cream desserts or whatever, and then we'll all just kind of pick around it and, oh, that one was really good. Try this one. Or, oh, this was, you know, good and that way, we're not just depending solely on the food that's there. And guys, that saves you a lot of money. And I mentioned, too, the character meals. So again, if that's really important to you, do it. But you can, you can save a lot of money if you don't do the character meals. If you just do some of the quick service meals that are there, they say quick service and they act like it's kind of a bad thing. The food's delicious. So don't, don't let that steer you the other direction. Okay, my next tip is to spend and save wisely throughout the year so that you can afford Disney. So I think sometimes when you think about like, oh, we have to save up for this big trip and it's going to cost a lot of money, we forget that if we just make small sacrifices every week, like that money adds up quickly. So we do a couple different things. One, we start not only like, okay, a couple months before, let's try to order food and order takeout a little bit less. Or let's spend a little less on our groceries each month on snack food or whatever um, to try to save that money. But not only would we do that, but we would intentionally take the money that we usually would have spent and put it in an envelope or put it in a bank account and like set it aside. Don't think about it. And just slowly watch that money increase. 
it increases so much faster than what you think. Even simple things, like if you go to Target and you're walking around, like, yes, there might be a great deal on a candle, but could you spend that $5 elsewhere? Or could you put it, you know, in your envelope or whatever and watch it grow? And I tell you, month after month, like, that money does add up. So that's one way that we like to save up for it. The other way is we use credit cards that are affiliated with Amazon. So we pay off the credit card every month. I have one for my business. We have one for us personally. But we use those points to basically get everything that we order off Amazon for free. Now think about how much you order on Amazon. (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing to admit, but those points add up real fast and you can get a lot of things for free that are even like school supplies. I don't think I paid for school supplies last year. I think I ordered them all on Amazon and they were free. Um, Christmas gifts. Oh my gosh, it helped so much. So if you if you take those steps and you're just conscious of that while you are preparing for a trip, you can save a lot more than what you think. wives, we knew we were signing up for a life of late nights alone and date nights scouting, right? (laughs) But one thing we may not have considered is how many times we'd be feeding large groups of people. Whether it's the team or the coaching staff or simply having friends over to watch a game, we are always in need of recipes that feed a crowd. That's why I put together the game day cookbook. Coaches wives from the huddle submitted their favorite crowd-pleasing recipes to share with women like you. And the best part is it's free. So you can download the book today and find your new favorite go-to recipe for game day. Click the link in our show notes to get your copy. Okay, so one popular tip that I have heard people say that I kind of disagree with is they talk about how instead of buying things at the gift shops at Disney, because of course, every time you get off a ride, there's a beautiful gift shop with this huge display and your kids are like wanting everything. So they say, of course, don't buy those things there because they cost a lot of money. They say instead, go to Target or somewhere in the weeks ahead and stock up on a few fun little Disney toys or clothes or whatever to surprise them with while you're down there. Now, I don't think that's a bad idea. You, you Actually, you do save a lot of money doing it that way. My deal is, why do our kids need to buy more things? I mean, I've straight up told my kids, like, we brought you to Disney World. I'm not buying you toys. Like, we're here to be at Disney World, not to purchase toys. And I don't know, like, they've responded pretty well to it. I think over the years, occasionally we'll buy them something. But the truth is, like, they know when we go, we're there to ride the rides, to chill out, to have fun. Um, We're not there to go shopping, and we've saved a lot of money doing it that way. So just depending, again, what's important to you. Do you want your kids to have that experience of, you know, getting a brand new Mickey Mouse outfit or whatever? Like, that's totally fine. For us, that's not a priority to us, and we can save that money and spend it elsewhere and not have to be put to use that way. Okay, another great way to save money is to go with friends or family to save money. So... This is one of our favorite hacks, but my parents come with us on a lot of our trips, and we it's so fun because we always all split the room. So when they come with us, we usually spend a little bit more on it because we feel bad that we're so many people, and they are too, but we all can save a lot of money. So I mentioned earlier how we have found places before that are nice places that are about 100 bucks a night. Well, when you split that, I mean, there's been times we've spent... a night and my parents have spent 40 a night and we've had a great experience with that. 
So getting on Airbnb or Verbo or wherever else you like to look, you can find some really nice places that either are having a deal or that are just great deals to begin with. And then if you think about, okay, if we could go with this other couple or this other family or my parents or whatever, yeah, split it and save that money and enjoy the vacation with them. Like, how fun is that? All right, so this next one's a kind of a funny confession because it might surprise you. But you know that I love t-shirts, right? <laughs> like, I live in graphic t-shirts. I make a living off graphic t-shirts. I love designing them, all of those things. But you'll see all these pictures of families who are all wearing these really cute matching family shirts that, you know, say, like, best day ever or whatever. And they're great for photo ops, guys. Like, I'm not denying that. But that's, again, extra money that you don't need to spend. You'll probably wear those shirts once a year if you go back to Disney every year. Your kids will outgrow them by the next season. You can just, like, if you decide, like, for my family especially, if we would buy shirts for six people, even if I made them and, like, saved money that way, that would add up fast. I mean, shirts aren't cheap, so I would be spending at least $100, if not more, depending on where the design came from. And I, to me, like, I would rather spend money doing something else. So um, that's one way that you can save money. But again, if it's really important for you to do that, then do it. Like, take everything that I'm saying with a grain of salt, please. Don't come at me <laughs> or anything. So I've talked a lot about saving up for the trip. And I think saving up is a great plan because you can book it in advance or know, okay, like we're going to call on this week. This is when we need to have the money to book our place. So for the next several months, let's do this. Or for the next year, let's, you know, this is our plan. I think that's awesome. And I think that that can put a lot of stress off of you because you know, by the time that you go to book, like you have the money for it, you have saved up, you're prepared, you're good to go. Right. But here's something to consider. Maybe consider doing one of two things. One, you could start saving up knowing that you're going to be going to Disney World, but don't book it yet. Or two, just kind of throw money aside and then know that, hey, if there's a week where we have nothing on our plans in the the summer, around Christmas time or whatever, like consider booking a trip last minute. Now, this is, again, really countercultural to (laughs) to most people's advice, but we've done one last minute trip to Disney World. And what I love the most about it was we literally woke up on a Saturday and we were like, let's go to Disney World. Like we've got nothing on the for our plans the rest week. Let's just go. What was awesome about it is I had no time to go shop for things to prepare. So how many times are you like looking forward to a trip or something? You get on Amazon or you get on Target's website or wherever and you just think like, oh wait, this outfit would be so fun to have or I need a new pair of sandals or the kids need this. And again, at some point you're going to use those things again, right? So there's nothing wrong with it, but you can sit, you can spend a lot of money as you're preparing. And the beautiful thing about just going last minute and saying like, let's wake up and let's just go is you have no time to prepare, no time to stress out. And you just go and you you go you come as you are, right? Like there's no worry or stress over who's wearing what on what day. Like we literally just throw on play clothes and go play. Like it's just fun. So that's another way to do it if you are a person who likes to prepare and you know that you overspend because you over prepare, consider booking last minute. Okay, so we always drive. <laughs> we haven't flown as a family yet. Again, we're six people. 
it's a lot of money. You can find really great deals on flights, and I am super interested in learning more about how to score killer deals on flights. So if you have tips for me, let me know because you can save a lot of time doing it that way. But honestly, like, we love a good road trip. It's about 16 hours for us to drive. So we've done it two ways. We've done it where we wake up at like three or four in the morning and we load the kids up. We pray they fall asleep for a few more hours in the car and we just book it down there. Other ways is we usually would leave like after school on Brett's last day of school and now Levi's. And we will drive about halfway and the next day we'll drive the other eight hours or whatever. But we've done the math several times. I think there's only been one time and it was on our last minute trip that we thought we probably could have saved a little bit if we would have flown. But for the most part, it's so much cheaper to drive because you're just spending money on gas, which, you know, gas prices can be crazy. Um, We'll book hotels through hotels.com. We have an account there. So a lot of times, like, we'll end up with free nights that are super easy to use. And yeah, that just makes the trip as much as what, you know, a long drive with the kids can be exhausting. It's also fun. Like, we have fun memories. We play games in the car and do all like they watch a ton of movies I don't overpack for entertainment for them but we bring a ton of movies and it's just I don't know we have a really good time doing it so if you have ever considered doing that give it a try you might uh you might end up loving it more than what you think okay last but not least remember that no matter what your kids say like the whole the thing that they love the most about a vacation with you is just being with you so the, we've laughed so many times when we go to a resort in Orlando at how the kids would be perfectly content just swimming every day. Like, that's all they want to do. They don't even need to go to the nice resort pool. They're fine with, like, the little rink-a-dink bathtub pool in their backyard. Like, to them, that's just so fun. And the one year that we went, we were like, we honestly could probably just not go to Disney World, and they wouldn't even complain. Like, they just had so much fun goofing off and just having all of our attention you know we weren't working during that time we were just focused on like waking up and like focusing on how we can have fun that day and that's what kids want so don't get caught up in this whole like well if we're gonna go we gotta do it right and we have to make sure this this and that. like don't play that game with yourself because you're just gonna screw with yourself and your emotions and if something doesn't go as planned you're gonna feel really disappointed where really if you kind of go into the whole trip not I don't want to say flying by the seat of your plants because it's not like we don't plan anything but we just keep our expectations low as far as like our only expectation is to have a good time so whatever that looks like in whatever capacity like that's the whole point of this trip so keep that in mind as you're planning any trip anytime that you go anywhere but especially guys like if you've ever wanted to do Disney World oh my gosh do it like it is so fun and it really is like, I don't know, it, it, it sounds so cheesy, but it's a magical place. <laughs> so if you guys ever have any questions or want advice, or if you have really good tips that you're like, oh my gosh, you can't believe you forgot to mention this one. Will you guys share them with us? Whether you post it on social media and tag me or talk to us about it in the huddle. I am all about Disney World. I'm all about enjoying it all and soaking it all in, but also doing it on a coach's budget where we know that we don't have to, we don't have to spend a ton of money to have a ton of fun. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my soapbox for this week. I hope that if you, um, if it's ever been a desire of yours to go, that you will take this as a sign to plan the trip and to go, even if it's last minute, just do it. Okay. 
All right, guys, I hope that you guys have a super great week. And yeah, as always, I'll be over here cheering you on. short girl with stocky hips and the shortest torso ever, which I've been fine with all these things most of my life, but it's always been challenging to find clothes that fit my unique body type well, until I started using Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is awesome because you get to create your own unique profile, complete with your measurements, what type of clothing you prefer, and what features you'd like to accentuate or make less noticeable. And you guys, they have nailed it for me every time. My jeans have been the right length, my tops have been forgiving in all the right places, and my hips have been accounted for. I don't have time to try on clothes in 50 different stores until I find something that mostly fits. Stitch Fix sends a box full of clothes right to my door so I can try them all on in the comfort of my own home, and I've just been continually blown away by how well they fit. If you want to try Stitch Fix, you can get $25 off your first fix by using the link in our show notes. I hope you give it a shot and that you love what you get as much as I always have. If this episode encouraged you today, I'd love it if you take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. Your downloads and feedback will help me to deliver the best content that meets you right where you are. If you're a coach's wife who could use a little pep talk once in a while, check out the Fly Fox Apparel. It's a Coach's Wife Boutique and online community designed to bring joy and encouragement to every Coach's Wife. To learn more, head to theflyfoxapparel.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at theflyfoxapparel. That's F-L-Y-F-O-X apparel.